And hello, 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 everyone. Yes, I am super excited. This is Dr. Tamara Beckford. Yes, and today we are premiering, officially premiering the doctor. Excited. This is one of our lovely docs, and she is a doc who cares that's here on our wonderful Dr. Tamara Beckford show. So as you know, I'm not just going to have her have just any and any intro, right? She's going to get the premiere intro. That's how we do it here, right? So these are all our docs from all over the world. They're stopping by here, and they're showing your greatness of what they do, not just inside of medicine, but outside. So also some of the things that they do outside of clinical medicine, all in the name of this. Alrighty, so enough about me. Let's talk about our wonderful doc here. So this lovely doc, she is right now in the ATL, shorty. That's right. She's in the Atlanta area. Hello, hello. Yes, she is a graduate of the University of Guyana. So hey, my Guyana Parse. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. And she did her residency in family medicine at Morehouse School of Medicine, also in the ATL. She is a faculty right now at Morehouse. That's right. So she's really there representing and she's doing the work. She is also triple board certified, not just one. Not two, but three board certifications. So she has board certification in family medicine, in lifestyle medicine, and in obesity medicine. She's also the CEO, founder, and wellness strategist of Living at Your Finest LLC, right? She uses prevention, management, and all of her skills to help to reverse chronic diseases by teaching all of her clients and all her patients about whole food-based plant nutrition. I'm telling you, this is like a super special guest for us to start off the show. I'm talking about the one and only Dr. Delapo Babalola, a.k.a. Dr. Bab. Hello, ladies, how amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That is amazing. Thank you for that warm welcome. I've been grinning. I think I've smiled for the whole week at this point. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you are doing it out there, you know, and thank you for the honor of being on our show today. Now, I'm super excited to really get into all that is the Dr. Babs, right? But before we got to Dr. Babs, right, we had like Bab, we had Dola, we had Delapo. Like, tell me, what was going on in little Delapo's mind when she said, you know what? I want to be a doctor. When was this? And tell us that story. Absolutely. I love I love sharing that story. But I want to just take a minute to thank you for all the marvelous work that you do. You're such an inspiration. I mean, you gather all these doctors just to serve the community. So thank you. It's such a honor to be on your platform. Thank so, you. Yes, let me share my story. So why medicine? You know, my story goes all the way back to when I was five years old. And I know oh, some people yeah. find it difficult to believe, but really it was when I was five. So I'm the oldest of four kids. And at the time, I just had a younger sister. Mm -hmm. And she, oh my goodness, very, very mysterious. <laughs> One year younger than I am, but always bumping into things, always getting in trouble. And, you know, I'm originally from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And as the oldest child, it was behoving me that you have to take care of everything 
something you can you have even at five i mm-hmm. knew that this responsibility was upon me to care for my younger sister you know so she was always hurting herself and i used to pretend doctor you know i'll say okay well what's wrong with you let's take a look at it <laughs> and so i just found the body to be very fascinating and of course as i grew you know mm-hmm. got older with the younger kids you know, we had a family physician that took care of all of us, my father, my mom. So we mm. all went, it was one stop short. So yes. I was like, hmm, this is interesting, you know, very intriguing. I, I want, I think I want to do this. In addition, I didn't really like math. So I thought, you know, everything else seemed like math oriented. So mm-hmm. engineering was math, you know, and then law, my mom is a lawyer. And, you know, I just thought I just didn't want to be arguing with people. I went something more <laughs> yeah. fun, which is yeah. figure out the body. And I recall once when, you know, a family physician that we used to go to, my mm-hmm. younger brother had malaria and I, I took him to the pharmacy and that back in Nigeria, you know, you can get your prescriptions off the pharmacy. And mm-hmm. so I just said, oh, he has malaria. He has all symptoms of malaria. They gave him a malaria prescription. I didn't know the name. I just took it for granted, but he wasn't feeling better. So yeah. my mom said at the time, you know, he was 11 and my mom said, okay, take him to our primary care doctor. And you know, the doctor looked at me and said, what do you mean you don't know the name of the medication? <laughs> you just you just let the pharmacist give him something over the counter? I was like, I don't know. They just, I told him, I said he all had all the symptoms of malaria. So, you know, from there, it just became a family physician because, you know, I became mm-hmm. really nosy. I told myself that day that I would never be in a situation where I have no clue what's ah. going on with someone. So I figured, family, you know, I know about kids, I know about adults, you know, just I, when I initially finished from residency, I did delivery. So I was just that curious person. And I wanted to know, and not ever be accused of not knowing. I mean, I could direct you to where to go, but I needed to have some knowledge. So pretty much that that's the journey. And and it's been a fun one. No dull moment. Absolutely none. I love it. You know, it's fascinating hearing everyone's story about their journey into medicine, because here you are at five and you are, you know, saying, okay, well, I feel like I'm doing the job of a doctor. There was my sister always bumping into something. Here I go, doctor and her. And then you get the experience of going to your own family medicine doctor. Mm -hmm. And then you see how, you know, they work, you see how they're able to help your family, the impact that it has, the way it makes you feel. And then you start practicing in your own way. And then you recognize that pivotal moment when you said, although it's important and I'm doing things like the Mm -hmm. doctor, it's important for me to understand and know what I truly am doing. And, you know, at that moment, you made that decision that I want to be in the know. Mm -hmm. And then you've worked towards it ever since. So now, you know, you are now working towards this and you're in medical school. At that time, when you entered into medical school, did you already know like family medicine is what I'm going to do? Or is it that you said, you know what? Wow yeah, this really is still what I want. I love that you asked that question because no, as much as I knew that I wanted to be a doctor and I really wanted to do everything, Mm -hmm. I got confused when I got to medical school. When you have so many options, it's like going to the cheesecake factory. (laughs) 
it's like there are too many options and I like this. I like that. I like this. I like that. You know, so when I was in medical school, I really enjoyed everything. The only thing I could say that I just wasn't interested in was surgery. I just did not want to be standing long hours. You know, I, I just wasn't in for that. So that I was very clear. But then I loved OB, psychiatry, you know, internal medicine was fun. So I really, you know, it was a struggle. It was a struggle then. Uh, but you see, I, I like that it was a journey for me. It was a journey for me to go through. I ended up starting off doing psychiatry because oh. I, I love to talk to people. I love to connect with people. And mm -hmm. I recall when I was in medical school, uh, there was a patient, very young lady, about 16. Mm -hmm. She had attempted suicide once mm -hmm. and she was in the psychiatry office. And then I remember myself and my 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 fellow students were surrounded by this young lady and the doctor said, you know what, I, I've given up. I don't know what to do with her. Maybe you all can talk to her. Mm -hmm. And one after the other, the students said they're not interested. So I went and I sat with her and we had a rapport. We struck a rapport. And do you know, up to when I left and graduated, we were friends, we communicated. She did not attempt suicide because I connected with what was going on wow. with her. This is me and chills. so I thought, you know what, maybe that is really what I'm meant to do. Now, as an international medical graduate, when I finished at, in Guyana, went mm -hmm. back to Nigeria, did my house job, came to the U.S., you know, the opportunity for psychiatry opened up. There were not as many for family. And I thought, maybe this is a sign. Let me go into psychiatry. Yes. And I started off doing that. Now, as much as I enjoyed it, I missed my stethoscope because I oh. really. <laughs> and so that was where the whole journey turned around. And long story short, I mean, family medicine now. So wow. it wasn't time wasted because anytime my husband or my kids are misbehaving, I tell them, you know, I did a little bit of psych psychology. <laughs> They tell me, don't psychoanalyze me. I'm like, hmm, I know what you I have the skills to do this. Yeah, so even though I have that in mind, I still feel that it wasn't time wasted. But it was for me to really know for certain. So, and that's common, you know. You might have a wrong journey. I love that. Because as you said, it wasn't, like, it wasn't time wasted. It really made you fully appreciate that this, family medicine is truly what I want to do. Now, had you not had that experience, you probably would have wondered because of that connection with that patient during medical school and you were able to help that patient for so many years, you know, build that bond, help her change her mindset towards her situation. Oh, yes. And, you know, I wonder is psychiatry what I should have been doing? But you got the chance to experience it. So Absolutely. now you know that as much as you do love that aspect mm -hmm. of your personality, of the, and we truly, truly admire our psych. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, you now know with 100% certainty that family medicine is the one for you. So I, I love that journey. Yeah, and that's a journey for all of us, right? Absolutely. And then with family, you get to also include psych because we still yes. manage depression. We still manage, you know, not to mm -hmm. the intensity as psychiatrists do. And as you said, we admire them, but it's understanding what your calling is and absolutely. what you, you know, your bandwidth. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is wonderful. So now, you know, like you said, understanding your calling, yeah. you know, being able to go. So now you're in family medicine and you're doing it and you're doing it well, like this song. I think it was a LL Cool J song, like doing it well. <laughs> right. And yeah. then after a while now you have now expanded 
to not just doing family medicine, mm -hmm. but we have lifestyle and obesity medicine. So what brought you to that part of your journey? What is it that you noticed around you? What is it that you saw that you wanted to, because we're all people who are trying to fix. Let's just put it. What is it that you were trying to fix? What was I trying to, to fix? <laughs> yes. What was I trying to fix? Oh goodness. You know, I, it came from a place of, of need. I needed to fix me. I needed to oh. fix my family. Mm -hmm. And I needed to know more. So I've always been that curious person. I always want to continuously learn. I've always enjoyed nutrition. And as you know, in medical school, we're not taught much, not taught much, much of that. You know? so I remember when I was in medical school, we barely got like two weeks of nutrition. And all mm -hmm. I remember them saying then was exercise and you can lose weight. And I remember losing so much weight by exercising two hours <laughs> mm -hmm. and not paying attention to nutrition. So it really came from there, you know, graduating, seeing patients, being a faculty, you know, helping my patients, teaching my learners. I still felt like there was a, a void, you know, I mm -hmm. felt like at some point, just prescriptions, you know, just yeah. giving prescriptions over and over, you know, like a drug dealer. That's how I felt. And I didn't feel satisfied. I didn't feel like I was taking care of the root cause of, you know, the chronic diseases. And mm -hmm. again, coming from a personal note, you know, I have chronic disease family history in mm -hmm. my mom with hypertension, there's arthritis in my family, you know, became overwhelmed in medical school, had kids, mm -hmm. growing a family, residency, all of that. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my goodness. I, just fell off the wagon, not eating well, not exercising as much as I love to do, then mm -hmm. just stress, you know, and all mm. of that involved me, blood pressure went up. I mean, it was 220 over 120. I just had oh, my second wow. baby and I was overwhelmed, you know, mm -hmm. consider having something of joy and stress at the same time. Yeah. So my blood pressure was so high. I had the worst headache ever for four days. I thought it was just sleep deprivation, having a toddler and a newborn. And so I went to check my blood pressure. Didn't have problems during pregnancy. I didn't think it would be blood pressure, but mm. I'm so glad that I checked because getting to the emergency room, you want emergency doctors, you're yes. wonderful. That doctor sat next to me, did all the tests and said, whatever is stressing you out, you need to figure it out. You, mm. know, you need to learn to de-stress. And so that was where my journey gradually began. You know, I realized my, you know, unhealthy eating patterns, even though I would still eat healthy, I had a lot of unhealthy eating patterns. Right. So I had to address that. So healing myself out of that situation. I mean, it took about three months. I was on three blood pressure medicines, finally got off of those by mm. getting to the root cause, which was the stress. Right. You know, it was the lack of sleep. It was also just poor nutrition. And so got rid of that, you know, and, and slowly wanted to learn more about it. And so mm -hmm. learned about lifestyle medicine and the different pillars, because I, I figured if, if it's going to help me and it's worked for me, where I've reversed arthritis, because I, I remember before I turned 40, my kids would make fun of me. Why are you getting up from the seat like that? Like oh, an old Lord, woman. Are you <laughs> to the choir here. I know, I'm like, I'm struggling <laughs> like to get up. The like, and groans to get up. Yeah, I'm like, why are you? And you know, they tell you before you turn 40, after you turn 40, all your joints are like, it's impossible. No way. You know, but... But life does get in the way. We get busy and we don't do the things that we typically know as doctors. You know, we're all human beings. We're all trying to make it. And so I was able to reverse all those diseases and conditions. And I thought, well, why don't I 
get more knowledge so I can help not just my patients, but take it outside the four quarter walls of the clinic, mm. my community, you know, my family. And, and so that's really where it started. I started off with obesity medicine because I was exposed to that. And it's mm -hmm. great to know about the roles of medications because all these medicines, as much as they help, they can mm -hmm. long-term create other problems, you know? Right. And so I found that, that some medications that we take can actually lead to weight gain. And mm -hmm. so I did that. And I also wanted to add another layer, which is the lifestyle medicine and just embed those pillars. So, so that's the long and short of the story. I so, love yeah. it. I love it. You know, as with a lot of great, um, ventures here within our lives we really start by working on self mm -hmm. and then we find ways that we're able to help ourselves and then I love that most of like most of the doctors almost everyone actually yeah. actually probably just be bold and say a hundred percent of our doctors that I've interviewed and I've interviewed yes. a lot of us yeah you know when what we find that's wrong and we try to find a way to fix it mm. if it's within ourselves or within a society or with a certain group I love that the fact that we want to take it outward like we're not just going to hold on to this information you know it's just like wow because we know that if we are suffering from it there's so many other people mm -hmm. who are suffering and then if we have some additional knowledge and we have some additional experiences and especially the experience that we can say to them, like, oh, yeah. I understand. Like when you're talking about the moans and groans of getting up at 40, they understand, <laughs> you know, yes. understanding that like, wow, I didn't have high blood pressure, but then all of a sudden I'm on three medications. <laughs> what well, you know, they understand. And yeah. so this is just so powerful that you've experienced this and then you're now being able to tell, you know, these clients or even your patients yeah. when you're there to say, I understand, but yeah. let's find a way to help you to reverse it because that's one of the pillars, right? Like lifestyle yes. part is that the whole pillar of lifestyle and nutrition is like a huge part. Oh, yes, you're that's right. the foundation. Yeah, it's definitely to prevent, to treat and reverse. Yes, all yes. three combo. <laughs> So now, you know, you got into that and, and there are a couple of different pillars of lifestyle um, medicine out there. And, and, you know, the nutrition part, you said, absolutely, you know, to prevent, to reverse mm -hmm. um, these uh, changes. How long did it take for you to be able to incorporate it in your life? And what and how long are you noticing it for like some of the people whom you're working with? And you know that you're that are experiencing this wonderful thing that yes, Dr. Bass has yes. for them. Yes, that's so that they live at their finest. They live oh, their life at their finest, right? I love it. I love it. Thank yes. you for saying that. Living at your finest. Yes. So you you know it. That's a great question because it's asked commonly. How mm -hmm. long did it take? So again, for me, I, I mentioned that it took about three months. So I was able yes. to get off the med. And again, you know, each time I went for a follow up, oh, this blood pressure was so high. You know how we always tell our patients, check your blood pressure, monitor. Yes. I felt like I was getting more nervous because my blood pressure yes. just kept going I out. You know, that. so yes. they would add on more and more pills because that's what we know to do. You know, mm -hmm. like, we don't want you to die of a stroke. So let's just keep on adding. So, you know, it, it took me time to 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 assess what mm -hmm. was I eating. And unfortunately, this was not anything that my doctor told me. It was just really adding more peels. So mm -hmm. it, it took time for me to 
assess the stress because the ER doctor actually did me a good favor. I told you he sat by my bed after mm-hmm. he did head CT. He did all the blood work thinking it was eclampsia, you know, after delivery yeah. and everything was negative. So he said, whatever is stressing you out, you need yeah, to think do that. something about it. <laughs> That was as much as it. And I knew that I was a high stress person. You know, I was one Mm -hmm. like type A, want everything to be perfect, you know. So I slowly started. I used to journal in medical school. I did that. Mm -hmm. That's how I survived being out of the country away from my family in Guyana Mm -hmm. with my friends. Oh, my goodness. Wonderful, wonderful people in Guyana. Really, really made it worthwhile. But then I did a lot of journaling. Now, Mm In residency, you know how it goes in residency, I lost that altogether, not mm-hmm. enough time. So I started journaling. I started journaling, mm-hmm. I started finding inner peace, inner mm-hmm. calm. I started back again, you know, started back with meditation. And that actually became a book titled My God Even in the Last Minute. That was my first book that I wrote in 2010 when I experienced that, um, you know, the breakdown. So mm-hmm. it really t- gradually, I recall that I would, you know, I had to find somebody that would stay with my newborn mm-hmm. and they, while I go for walks, you know, cause mm-hmm. then it was always an excuse. Who is, there's no, there's no time for wellness. Mm-hmm. I, I have to be the mom, the this and that. So I never saw it possible, but when I was able to see the value in taking care of me first, cause I can't fill out of an empty cup. Mm-hmm. then all of a sudden openings became available. I could see that there was a neighbor that wanted to help because I realized that I can ask for help. And yeah. You know, that yes, absolutely. And so she watched my toddler, and every day I walked for 30 minutes. And as I enjoyed it more, it became an hour, and then I would journal, you know. So all of that, and I recall by the end of the second month, I did that, you know, on and off because I was. Uh, you know, again, I wasn't at work. I had about eight weeks there about mortality mm-hmm. leave. And then my blood pressure started improving, started improving. So, you know, they usually give you an estimate that if you really do exercise, which is the recommendation, 30 minutes, five days a week, moderate exercise. Mm-hmm. If you do that regularly, blood pressures can come down 16 hours for that. It's, it's science. It's, it's oh, documented, wow. evidence-based. And so doing that really releases you know, all the stress hormones, which is the mm-hmm. cortisol, which was damaging my vessels. And that fight or flight mode that I was always in, yes. coming down with journaling. So really, in summary, really about six to eight weeks, I saw the difference. And wow. slowly I was able to taper off my meds in three months. Now, that was me for, you know, Yeah, understand it. This is your journey. That was my journey. Mm-hmm. It's different for everyone, but mm-hmm. scientifically it is shown that once the body naturally can heal if you give it the right environment if you put it in the right Mm -hmm. environment it's just like a vehicle you put the right gas the right oil it takes up and so really somewhere between six eight weeks of consistency and it's not starting and then another two weeks then you pick up again and do another Mm -hmm. two weeks and then you stop again so it's consistency that your body gets used to yes this is how we live this is how we strive you know so for me that worked and in terms of um, clients that i've worked with Again, same time frame, things wow. gradually begin to evolve. They begin to, they might not see the pound shift as such, but the non-weight yes. energy, 
you know, mm-hmm. joy, peace, mm-hmm. calmness. And then they see the inches begin to drop. Because for me, I did lose weight then, um, you know, in addition to the calmness and the stillness. So it's all of those parameters that you look at mm-hmm. and gradually you see it. So it's a process, but anywhere from you see about six to eight weeks, you begin to see, but very early you see the inner changes, but physical changes anywhere from six to eight weeks. Love it. You know, this is just such an important aspect and an important time frame and mind frame shift that occurs. Because when we really think about it, we are in a world that we want things instantly. Wait a minute. I just did a sit up. Where is my six pack? <laughs> <laughs> I know. When we, give up, when we don't see the six pounds. Yeah, yeah, like, where, yeah. where are you? I mean, I just That's did a right. sit up. But we, the changes that occur. And one of the biggest changes that occur, like you said, is emotionally, mm. right? You start to recognize that you're feeling better. You're having more energy. And in six to eight weeks. Now, I've always had this mindset. This is ever since I've been in high school. I remember during the summertime, we usually would have like six to eight weeks off in the summer, you know, between whatever grade and the next grade that you're going in. And I always did like a summer program. And the summer program was always like six weeks. And then, so in my mind, I'm like, well, if something is going to be six weeks long it's almost as if I'm just doing that summer program again so you know six weeks at times it can appear long but it's really a short period of time in the grand scheme of things to have Mm -hmm. such a profound change because the change is not just physical the change is also mental and emotional yeah you know it's just it's just a powerful time frame yeah and and then just to add to what you said definitely you know for the uh, the mental and the emotional all of that is much earlier so that's from two to four weeks but in terms of where somebody looks at you and says oh i noticed you lose some weight or what's going on with your glow so Mm -hmm. usually for other people to recognize you know it takes about that six but for you Internally, anywhere from really two to four weeks, you would notice. Oh, can you imagine that, two weeks to start feeling oh, better? It was amazing. It was amazing. Two... I felt the difference. Oh, that is so powerful. I can see why, you know, once you notice this change in you, because it's powerful mm-hmm. to have someone come and, you know, to recognize in, in someone else that they're not feeling their best. Mm-hmm. And part of it is because of this excess, either it's excess weight, excess baggage, excess stress that they have within their lives. Yeah. And then you can say, you know what, I can actually help you. And if you can follow this simple plan here within two weeks, you can start to feel better because that's one of the, the challenges in trying to get to that next step. A lot of times we don't feel like it. Yeah. I'm just exhausted. And then you, you, you also made a great point when you said, I couldn't see the possibilities around me because everything, you know, I felt depended on me. Yeah. <laughs> there was no way that I can find. And you had someone there who wanted to help, but you couldn't yeah. even see it. Yes. You absolutely. know, so it clarity also. Oh, yes. 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 Situation. I love it. I love it. So now how long have you been able to change? I mean, you've been changing lives as a family medicine doctor, (laughs) but then with this pillar, um, you know, this additional um, training and additional um, tool that you have in Arsenal, how long have you been able to incorporate that and help others? Yes. So it's, it's ongoing. It's ongoing Mm -hmm. every day. You know, I, 
I wake up and I'm grateful for another day to be alive. And mm -hmm. um, I'm just trusting, you know, God, because that's part of my values that mm -hmm. he gives me. So I always impact myself first and foremost, because again, like I said, we can't fill out an empty cup. So mm -hmm. I always have to re realign my goals, you know, because mm -hmm. it means that I'm completely perfect. But, you know, there are times where I fall yes. off and I'm like, okay, you know, let's readjust. What do we yes. need to do? Yes. So it's ongoing. That's why I said it's ongoing, because for me, I always have to remind myself of my values and the importance mm -hmm. of what I'm doing, mm -hmm. how, how it matters to me. And the same thing I carry to my family. So, <laughs> you know, my husband, my kids, mm -hmm. you know, re-emphasizing it you know, why we do what we do, why we're holding on to those pillars, because we, you know, I tell them, let's be real, there, there's this genetic thing, there's in our family, there's yeah. arthritis, there's hypertension, there's diabetes, but I tell them, that is 50% of it, but the other 50 is what we do, mm -hmm. our lifestyle, so mm -hmm. 40 of it is our, our own activity, and mm -hmm. the other 10 is circumstances, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we can't blame genetics, but I tell them at least have this knowledge. So we constantly, you know, empower each other. Because, you know, I when kids are in school, you know, mom is not there to watch them. There's no telling what they're eating. So just empowering them. So mm -hmm. I, I start from my own Jerusalem, pretty much is saying that, that, you know, empower my family, we empower each other. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of my community, you know, it's the, the the love that keeps giving my resident yeah. anytime they precept and they just tell me they just want to increase medication. And I'm like, did you find out about their sleep situation? Yes. You know, are they, are they stressed? How are they managing mm -hmm. stress? You know, and mm -hmm. you'd be amazed when they ask these deeper questions. You hear that, you know, the whole burden is on there. I mean, just yesterday I had one. Everything is on her everything mm. she cannot take time for herself and i had to sit with her and explain why she has to care for herself first mm -hmm. and it's not selfish exactly selfish. Yes. you know and, that i love that you know i love it you're the guru on self-care yes, yes i know i sat with her and even though it takes me extra time it's time well spent Absolutely. because if that was the only person that needed to hear that and so she left so, you know, I, she just left really touched and felt empowered because, you know, doctors, we don't have, unfortunately, because there's numbers, sometimes mm -hmm. we don't get to that aspect of real life, you know, and what influences all these chronic things that end up occurring. So, mm -hmm. and then she, you know, not sleeping, sleep deprivation and, and mm -hmm. really explaining to her what happens when you don't sleep. And then, you know, she has a follow-up appointment. We'll see what happens with her blood right. pressure and all those other things. So pretty much ongoing impacting learners to know how to incorporate these skill sets mm -hmm. into their everyday interactions with patients. And, you know, one-on-one, <laughs> -on -one, I, I do have the, the opportunity to educate people. So through my podcast and my YouTube and I have the courses, uh, I, I yeah. was really thrilled when I had, um, when I first of all started my, my 10 week total reboot course, two of them actually reversed their A1C. So they had an A1C of 6.7, .7, and she actually went to 6.2. And oh, I was wow. so happy, and I follow up with her, because it's not just about, okay, so what's happening long-term, right? Mm -hmm. Is this just like a one-period thing, and then we go back? Because, again, life happens. Absolutely. She's still at her numbers, still improving. So it's ongoing every day. We just have to re and see where we are. Mm -hmm. we give ourselves grace. And if we have to pick up, let's pick up and continue the race, you know, being healthy, Absolutely. being healthy and strong and living at our finest.
I love it. And you know what I love most about um you? You know, I've been I've been watching and following you on social media for a while. So I mean, we're finally getting to talk, but this is not some this isn't something that like, oh, I just saw you last week. So I've been watching you and I've been watching your journey and I've actually loved that you are chronicling some of what you're doing and you're letting those around you see what are some possibilities. Especially, I loved the time when you went, of course you went to Jamaica, so you know I was happy. <laughs> but I loved how you said that, hey, I'm on vacation with my family yeah. and this is how I am doing things in order to continue yeah. my lifestyle, to continue. <laughs> and I thought like, this is just so great because that's the time when it's the hardest, right? Oh, yes. When you're at home, yes. when you're around your very familiar environment when it says, okay, do this, do this, do that. <clears throat> I can do it this way because I'm around my familiar environment. Yes. Now, once I go on vacation, because the mind is already said, you know, your mind is like, well, why are you trying to do that? We're on vacation. <laughs> you know, why, why would you even, but I love that you're saying that, Hey, these are some of the things I'm still having fun but this is how I incorporate what I'm teaching you so that I am still living right at my finest. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. And just uh, that that definitely warms my heart and encourages me. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it's, you know, the culture mm -hmm. and I've been there where, and I've fallen off the wagon way, you know, before I really understood that just what it means to have that continuous lifestyle mm -hmm. and why I'm doing it. And we have this concept, okay, we're on vacation and then we should completely just go off and then it takes you two years to get undo <laughs> what you, absolutely. so it's really finding ways to make it fun, do it as a family, understand mm -hmm. the reason behind what you're doing. And, you know, you don't want it to be boring either, but just right. really make it where you come back and you're not trying to undo all yes. the you know all the things that have happened <laughs> on vacation but yes oh no that's very very wonderful absolutely okay so now that i've you know all blasted you all over there of course <laughs> i'm going to continue blasting you because <laughs> i need to know dr babs what is it that you're doing personally for your self-care Yes, personally. So, you know, I started something recently mm -hmm. where oh, I just love it and I want to share it with others. So my phone, I, you know, what I found in life, we're all so busy and we, we don't make intentional stops. We yes. will not get things done. Yes. And I recall even as much as I understand, um, you know, self-care and I do journaling, you know, I meditate, I do all of that. But I find that then in the middle of the day, I get really tied up. I, I mean, if I'm mm -hmm. in clinic, like days when I'm in clinic all day, I might not even drink my water. It will be right in front of me. Yes. <laughs> and oh, I'm yeah, drinking. No, I understand. Yes. Or, um, you know, things yes. like typically understand. You, have, right? you have yours too. So what I've done is on my phone, I'm trying mm -hmm. to show my phone, I set an alarm at noon, actually. Mm. And I have it every day where it asks me two questions. How are you feeling? And what do you need? And it's been wow. so amazing. I love it because it makes me stop and pause because, you know, you get so, uh, you know, 
you know how it goes. Yeah, you're fragile. You know, mother you're, you're, you know, you're so much going on. You know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So my alarm at noon, and sometimes it might be, oh, you haven't drank your water because I know what I need, right? You know, mm-hmm. you smell best. We are our own best pilot, right? Yeah. So I, I stop. I reflect. How am I feeling? Am I stressed? Did something happen? What do I need? So I give myself permission to, you know, to recoup it and just get myself, you know, where, you know, to that maximum place where I can perform at my finest, you know, being whole, vibrant and healthy. And and that has really changed the trajectory because in the past it's hit or miss. If I remember fine, maybe things are not too busy. I do it, but Mm -hmm. I want to make it where it's just a habit. Yeah. And you know, they say something. Yeah. You know, they say something that you, if you want a bright future, it's not just going to happen. It's your habits that create that bright future. And there's also something by Albert Einstein that says planning is nothing. When you plan, right, Mm -hmm. it's nothing. But planning is where the action occurs. That's where, you know, you're actually making a difference. So, Definitely planning. That's what I, I do. I have to plan it. If I don't plan it, it's mm-hmm. not going to get done. So whatever self-care strategies I need, I just need to make sure I put it in. And then try to, so that it's intentional, yeah. that you can execute, which is powerful. Yeah. Because I love that you have, I've heard, Um, you know, sometimes we have some of these apps that tells you, hey, take that breath, you know, but when you, have written it yourself. It's a little bit more personal. Yes, you're and right. you you incorporate the information differently. Yeah, and you you're really intentional, and you're truly going to stop and ask yourself that question because sometimes the what is it that I need right now? Yes, it might just be like how about a bathroom break? I mean, yeah. I know that I'm very guilty of holding it. Oh, I, I'll just see that next patient. And and then that other patient, oh, okay, well, you know, and it's, and I've been like, oh, wow, now it's been two hours and I needed to use the restroom. Yeah. What is it that I need? Maybe I need a bathroom break, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that I need? I need to drink some water. I've had time too, as much as that's like, you know, almost a liter and something of water that I'm bringing. And three quarters through my shift, I haven't drank it. You haven't drank it. That's so familiar. Very familiar. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So really, I, I love that question. What is it that I need right now? That is such a powerful question. Yeah. And to have your phone alarm it. Oh, yeah. Puts a pause, a yeah. break yeah. within that constant um, day-to-day. That's right. So how am I feeling and what do I need? Absolutely. Those two. Yeah. How am I feeling? So you feeling the other day I was excited when it came on and I was feeling good because I had just I had drunk water and I had done my workouts. I was feeling good that day. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'm actually feeling good. So what do you need? I said, hmm. I, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do I need? And really, I, I was just let the day continue this way. But there was another day where mm-hmm. I was really feeling crappy because, mm-hmm. you know, things didn't work out as well. So, okay, so what do I need to adjust that? And right. maybe it was different. And really taking the time to do that. So we need to create that culture. That's yes. okay for us to slow down and just and check in with ourselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Checking with ourselves and our needs to make us show up, you know, mm-hmm. cool and vibrant and healthy. It definitely does make a big difference in just breaking down all these chronic diseases that over a long period of time accumulate mm-hmm. and turn into what we're struggling with all these yes. ills. 
Um, that so consistent stress level, like, you know, it's, it's so consistent. It's now part of our lives, but yeah, it, yeah. you need to really break it. And one of the ways is by putting in that pause. Yeah. What is it? That, because sometimes we're so stressed. We know we're stressed, but we're not recognizing. We're not acknowledging it. Well, how am I? But that question, how am I feeling? Mm -hmm. yeah. That really hits yeah. because you're right. When you step back, you're like, wow, I, I am feeling stressed. Yeah, you know? You're asking yourself, you're internalizing yeah. it and you're not denying it. You're, mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes we could be in denial because like you said, ER shift, you want to just see the next, next patient. Oh, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> and I do that in clinic. I want yes, to absolutely. the time, you know, so, so it's definitely very appropriate that we, that we do that and we emphasize it and make it a normal thing mm -hmm. um, that we all do. Um, because it, it definitely matters and it can yeah, make it and, it's, it, and it has a great impact on us. All right. So, you know, once I start dancing, you know, yeah. I'm about to ask my fun question of yeah. the day. Woo. All righty. So Dr. Babs, if you weren't a doctor, what would you be? <laughs> what will I be for when the doctor, you know, I asked myself that question when I was, <laughs> before I went into medical school, because I thought, <laughs> You know, I already listed the things that I didn't think I want to do, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I I say it quite often. I love to dance. I really, oh, really love yes. to dance. So You're I'm going to be a dancer. Answer. I just don't know how much money I would make being a dancer. Well, we have some backup dances for Beyonce on here. Uh, well, this, yes. is our, this is our imagination part. This is our okay. fun question. What would I do? And I think with to Fallen Chi, yes, yeah, she said that, yeah, she wanted to, she's a dancer too. <laughs> nice. So, um, yes, you're, I think, I don't even remember if Dr. Medalis is, is Medalis, if she's also a dancer, but okay. I definitely remember talking about it with her too. So we have some lovely, lovely people who do love yes, dancing so yes. we're probably gonna have to get that doctor's dance group together. you know that will be nice we're starting that, to yeah i think we're so having nice. up to four people that's enough awesome let me <laughs> know once you get that group together we i need really to get do that love doctor's to dance group it's such a mood mood motive you know it just uplifts my mood and um, you know it's fun so you, i mean imagine dancing in schools and just name it I'm yeah sure it's, a, it's a job <laughs> Oh, it's a career absolutely. on its own. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So now I know that we have a lot of people who are watching. We have consistently, we've had a good amount of people watching our broadcast today. And I know that there are still more that will be checking us out afterwards. And they're probably like, wait a minute. I need to get in contact with that doctor. I want to live my life at the finest, you know. So let them know where can they find you, Dr. Babs. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity to share. I would love to connect with your listeners, your audience. Mm -hmm. So I can be found at Living at Your Finest. So that's really it. Uh, Living at Your Finest on Facebook, on mm -hmm. Instagram, on LinkedIn. My website is called livingatyourfinest.com. And I do have a free downloadable um, you know, manuscript that just gives a synopsis of how I live at my finest. Love so it. check it out on my page. Uh, so, so that's where you can find me on my page. There's lots of information. I mm -hmm. actually um, recently launched a, a course on sleep and ah. um, I've benefited from it. Uh, mm -hmm. Sleep deprivation is so rampant. Uh, I, yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, I lost my dad in 2020 and he, even though he was a professor in one of the universities in my country, he just 
never found time to sleep. And mm. it was on multiple sleep aids. And, you know, mm. it really broke my heart when he passed because being the oldest child, I'm the only child doctor. I really mm. couldn't help him other than sleep hygiene, right? That's right. what we are told. But, you know, even though his pattern was is that I'm tired, I'm sleepy, I took it upon myself to just learn additional information. And mm -hmm. so I put it all together, practical tools, tips, strategies, you know, all of that to help. So that is there. And you can learn more about my 10 week total wellness reboot program that mm -hmm. is on my website as well. So definitely love to connect. I have a YouTube um, channel that I share a lot of educational things because I really yeah. want to empower communities of color in particular mm -hmm. because again as we know with COVID we were the ones that were hit the most mm -hmm. we just need to know that we can have skills over the pills now pills mm -hmm. have its place don't get me wrong but we can empower ourselves with these pillars that we talked about you know so I talk a lot about it on my YouTube channel and other platforms I love it. Love it. So for you guys who are out there, if you want to get in contact with Dr. Babs, live at your finest, living at your finest, sorry, living, because it's a continuous process, right? Living at your finest.com. And that is where you can find it. She's at living at your finest and all her social media handles, such as your Instagram, where you can definitely see her they're riding a bicycle doing 5Ks. I'm saying she's doing what she's talking about right there. You know? yeah. I think it was it last week that you just did a 5K? Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, the bike. It was 10 miles up the yeah. hill. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it was 10 miles bike. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. But it, it took some, you know, mindset shift. Absolutely. <laughs> Going up the hill yeah. on the bicycle. And then as you also mentioned, She's also at Living at Your Finest, which is her YouTube channel. You see some wonderful videos. I've checked some of your videos out online also. So for those of you guys, I know you enjoyed this episode of the Dr. Tamara Beckford Show as much as I did. Yes. So you can find this episode on part of our platform, which is still the Your Caring Docs platform, right? So that's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S dot com. So go on it, hit the podcast, and then look and you'll see Dr. Babs' beautiful picture. And you can click the listen here and be able to enjoy this wonderful interview again. Now, for those of you guys who have any Apple devices, do not hesitate to leave us a five-star review on this episode. I think that Dr. Babs dropped some really great gems, you know, talking about not just lifestyle medicine, but also her journey into medicine and some of the challenges that she herself had, how she overcame them. And then she's using that to help others. And as we said, she has this wonderful 10 week program, but if you can incorporate some of these changes in your life, it doesn't take 10 weeks for you to feel it. You start feeling it within two weeks yeah. and then the process within six weeks you start to others start to to notice it but you'll notice your improvement within two weeks others within six weeks so don't forget living at your finest.com with dr babs thank you so much dr babs for stopping by our wonderful show and blessing us with this great info thank you any parting words for our audience Pattern words. I've enjoyed my time with you. Thank you so much. You are just the radiant of fresh air. So I can't wait to meet you in person. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, pattern words really will be just as you begin this journey, or maybe you're already in this journey of wellness, 
just give yourself grace day by day, right? Um, we, I always emphasize it's, it's progress and not perfection. Mm-hmm. So just give yourself grace wherever you are. Just know that you can figure it out. There are options, there are opportunities that we just have to shift our mindset and be ready to know that in the long haul, it's going to benefit us. So that, that those would be my pattern words. And I want to thank everyone for just watching and listening, whether it's a replay or, you know, whichever modem you would use. Just thank you for being part Wonderful. of this. Beautiful, beautiful parting words. Like we said, it'll be worth it in the long run and just open your mind to it and, you know, understand that all of this is not for naught, right? You're doing this so that you can what? Be living at your finest. Thank you all for joining us. And we will see you guys next time on the Dr. Tamar Beckford Show. Bye. Bye.